It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. My name is Lex, and I am here with my co-host, Simon. What's up, bud? Hey, everybody. And this is a podcast <laughs> where we like to talk about comic books and comic book-related topics. So, welcome. <laughs> so, last week's episode was long, but it was good. I listened to it, and I enjoyed it all. It was hilarious. Some people agreed. Some people disagreed change some people's minds yeah i and i actually appreciated like i'm not here to change anyone's mind obviously this is just our opinions but it was kind of cool to see people be like okay yes i didn't see that before i see it now yeah yeah i get what you're saying i still like it you know whatever a lot of these people might have have reread it i was someone that read it and loved it and then reread it and found all these things that i didn't like about it Mm-hmm. so yeah it might have just been the same type of thing like these people are just like oh okay yeah nope i don't remember that and that does kind of suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man uh so what's been going on this past week the only thing that i can think of that i would want to talk about is wandavision first two episodes what'd you think i feel like so i had this discussion with someone else i like it mm-hmm. but you know, they release those first two episodes because nothing really happens, right? Nothing yeah. superhero related. It's a little bit of uh, surrealistic, mm-hmm. but nothing really happens. And I think this is one of those things that was just a little bit too long for a movie. Yeah. Um, and it probably wouldn't have sold well. And, but too, it'll, pro- I don't know, too long for a movie, probably too short to like be like a huge storyline mm-hmm. yeah i know it's gonna build up you know i know it's gonna have this huge build up it's just like these first two episodes mm-hmm. like really what's i don't know what's going on these characters are somewhat yeah. unfamiliar to a lot of people that's a big part of it I, I think yeah as main characters you know i've talked to a lot of people of mine that don't like it at all they're just like this is the worst thing i've ever seen and to me i'm just like some of those people, what you're saying is valid, but some of these people expected it to be, I don't know, out the gate, like Civil War, where these superheroes are going to be fighting superheroes, going to be fighting supervillains, when it, it has never even been marketed as no. that. It's always been, they always said that it was going to be through the ages sitcoms. In my opinion, I think 30 minutes is too short. Like that should have just been one episode, mm-hmm. one hour long episode. They shouldn't stretch because it's nine episodes. Well, and I, I, obviously, I mean, they not obviously, but they most likely did that to kind of break up those uh, decades of TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it makes it easier to like, under, especially with those two, to see the separation because it goes mm-hmm. from like, I guess, leave it to Beaver to Bewitched or Bewitched, yeah. to leave it, you know, whatever. The problem with comic book movie fans are that they everything they make up these things in their head, like they make up all these scenarios on like what this could be, what this could be. So a lot of people were saying. Oh, this is going to be like House of M. Mm. Oh, this is going to be like Tom King's Vision, which we are reading today, or we read for today's review. Um, and it's not like either one of no. those things, like in, in any capacity. It does have, you know, alternate sort of reality setting, and it does have Scarlet Witch, but that's about it. Like these are big epic stories, and and I think they come in like setting this show up. Like this is going to be great because. It's going to introduce Magneto and Quicksilver is coming back and all these other things. And then 
they get I you know leave it to Beaver, I love Lucy, Bewitched, <laughs> and they're like, what the you know what the hell is this? Instead of paying attention to like little details, I get it, but there was a lot of cool stuff that you had to really pay attention to to notice. I, I like mystery. I do agree that it's it's too much build up. Like the two episodes, we only got like maybe. 30 seconds worth of like t- actual story progression with the beekeeper, random beekeeper, which mm-hmm. I guess that was cool, but it was, it was random. Some people were saying that Dottie is Clea from Dr. Strange, which see, I'm very unfamiliar with the characters. I enjoyed it for what it was. And I don't, <clears throat> at this point, I don't, yeah. there's not enough for me to be disappointed in, you know, it's fine. So just a show for me. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. And my, it, it looks good. It is the first thing we've gotten in a long time for you know Marvel stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm in. I, it's a TV, it's a Disney Plus show. So I wouldn't expect it to be some grand adventure like one of the movies. I imagine they would have to scale it down. Right. And this these shows are serving as more of a buffer between the next movies. So right, and I appreciate that because there was a lot of uh, a lot of the movies had like comic book tie-ins and stuff like uh-huh. that on a few of them. Mm-hmm. That would have these lead-in lead-ins that I didn't read, so there would be kind of that gap in story that mm-hmm. didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, yep. So I appreciate this. I, you know, you said something earlier about fans in general. That's that's toxic fan base is like a huge problem with everything, and it's mm-hmm. I hate it because it, it's like the the loud minority. You know, the, yeah. these people that are complaining about these shows, mm-hmm. then they change them or they ruin them or they get them canceled or whatever mm-hmm. for everybody else that might enjoy it. It's like ugh. Yeah. They prop these things up, and then if they're even slightly led to, I liked it because it's a change of pace. I I don't want, I feel like it's good to have things like this to kind of mix it up, to break up that superhero movie fatigue because it, it's different, but it's still giving you those same characters. Yeah, I agree. Just you know, some people had the same complaints with Mandalorian with the first few episodes. Anytime they had filler, people complained about it. But it's like, yeah, it, what you- if it was just all action, you would it would be dull. You know what I mean? It has to build up some sort of anticipation. Right, there has to be a plot hidden in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the show is amazing or it is going to be a hit. It's only had two episodes, so I can't judge it off of two episodes. So we'll see. Hopefully, it's good. Um, that's all I got to say about that. What's up with you, man? What have you got going on? Not a lot, man. I was taking some photos today. I got some stuff in this weekend that Nicole had bought me. I got a uh, Marvel Legends Gambit, uh, Marvel Legends Mm. Nightcrawler, who's my favorite X-Man. I just wanted to get the heavy hitters. Of course, that's how it always starts. I got Cyclops, then I had to get Wolverine, then I had to get, you know. Next, you're going to be getting, you're going to be trying to hunt down that goop figure. (laughs) He's a very obscure <laughs> X-Men that I like. <laughs> is he the one from the... Is he the one that looks like a potato? Yeah, he's a green... Just a green blob <laughs> with the X on his chest. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I got a Mezco uh, Joker because I kind of wanted one that scaled a little better. The McFarlane ones that I have are huge. Yeah. Which I don't know if I'm going to buy many more McFarlane figures. I do like them, but they're seven inches tall, uh, and they don't scale, and they make me feel insecure about myself. They had so. to. <laughs> <laughs> they had to be different. They just it's Tom McFarlane. He has to. Be yeah, the sculpts are amazing. They're a little tight. They don't want to move around mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but yeah, I just anyway. Point being, I wanted a Joker that would fit. I got a new Batman on order uh, from 
Mezco 112 day. Yeah, you were talking about that last week. We talked about them having a drop, and the drop ended up being Batman, which I actually like that Batman a lot. Yeah, me too. That's uh, they have a lot of Batman. It was disappointing to some fans, but to me, it's fine. Uh, I like that one a lot. Some of the Batman figures that they come out with have like a rubber, I don't know, like rubber pieces to their armor mm-hmm. that I'm not a huge fan of. It's like molded to the tights or whatever mm. but this one was a little different and it's a blue batman which i thought was cool yeah that's what i liked about it so anyway i i got that one it's not it won't be here yet but i wanted a joker to kind of pair with that and then i got some stuff that uh i had on pre-order forever mm-hmm. when i got paid for that big job i had went ahead and ordered the mondo uh iron giant which is like yeah the thing's freaking sweet 10 inches tall and then i got the miles morales Mofex. Uh, the other day, which is cool. I like it a lot. He's so small. Yeah, he looks like super skinny. Yeah, his hands are like. <laughs> yeah, he looks so small. He looks great though. It comes with a different head. One of the heads has his like mask kind of on, right? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool. I like it a lot. And it comes with like cloth clothing, so he's got like his hoodie and his shorts that he was wearing in the movie, and two pairs of uh, like Nikes, and then he's got regular Spider-Man uh, feet, and I like it a lot. So I think that's it. I was taking some photos today. I got kind of caught up in it. So I did something really stupid. I, I'd mentioned it yesterday to you. <laughs> mm. So the other day I went to Target and every time I go to Target, I see that they have like on the app, it says that they have this Ninja Turtles, these Ninja Turtle figures in stock. But I've asked a guy before and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I asked a guy the other day and he and I said, here's the the number that's attributed to it. He, fi- he finds it. He brings it up to me. And it's like, sweet. It's something I kind of wanted. I talked to Dr. George about it. I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to get it because I just, I want it now. Yeah. But then online, somebody was selling a Bebop and Rocksteady, which I would rather have. So I'm like, hey, do you want this? Like, I'll sell it to you for that price because uh, I want to get this other thing. Yeah. And as I'm bidding on eBay, it's coming down to last three minutes <laughs> or like 30 seconds, you know? And uh, the the bid is at 55 and that's just over MSRP. So I bid on it. I lose. It's like now up to 56. So I'm like, okay, I'll do 5605. Yeah. You don't, d- <laughs> eBay doesn't do coin anymore. <laughs> they don't do change. So I bid $5,605 on these Bebop and Roxetti. That would toys. stress me out. Uh, it did. Uh, and luckily, again, this was in the like the last 13 seconds. So I won. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, you win, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I won. Uh, it it ended up being like 69 bucks was the winning bid. You, you know, you can bid over so much. So someone had their reserve bid up to that amount. Uh-huh. So I got it and I was pretty mad because I wasn't going to bid that much. Yeah. I'm an idiot. So, okay. So, but if you do... If you bid five thousand dollars, you are not locked in to pay five. Not unless the okay, bid gets up to five thousand dollars. <laughs> wow. See, I um, that stresses me out about eBay. First of all, I've never won any. You know, I always get sniped every time I try to bid on a comic book. The last few seconds, someone all it doesn't matter. They have bots or whatever it is. I always lose, but it always stresses me out. Like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just be too ballsy and then end up owing way more money than I planned on. Well, and it's those, those figures are kind of rare from, from what I've yeah. seen. I'm sure somebody's going to be like, no, man, they have them at my target, um, yeah. but they're target exclusive and they, they've come and gone. They're not really. Wide it's the NECA ones. Yeah. So, 
that's what I was kind of working on. I've got the NECA real Ninja Turtles, but I started, I've got the SH figure arts cartoon ones. And then I got Splinter and Baxter, Shredder and Krang with the Android body. So I was like, I'll get these two and then that'll be done. Hell yeah. That's all I really got, man. Yeah. You bought any new comics or anything? What what, what do you no. got going on? No, I've been looking at some I shouldn't buy. And they're like in my cart on different sites. <laughs> like I watched. <laughs> so I want to start collect. I made the decision to start collecting Madman. Uh, you had sent me this figure, this link to this figure a few weeks ago. Right. Yeah. You remember that? And I'd always loved the character. Same. I just have. And, but I've never read anything about him. That's what's weird. I think I just like the design of him. I honestly thought he was just a promo, like a, for a lighter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And so, and Donnie Cates has this big crossover book called Crossover uh, out by Image, which has all these hidden fi- characters from different comic books, all these secret, you know, cameos and things like that. Mm-hmm. But spoiler alert, this big reveal in issue three was Madman. So in the first issue, at the very end, this younger girl is talking about the superhero that is supposed to save everybody that they're looking for. And it's this like really crappy drawn guy, and it has what looks like an S on his chest. So everyone's like, oh shit, it's, are they about to have Superman cameo in this image book? And that was like the big hype. And every issue is just like randomly hyped. Because issue two has the same little girl on the cover, but then it has a Gundam shadowing over her. So it's like, okay, so it's just trying to pull in all these fans, which it's been entertaining so far, but then come to find out, she's like, Oh, Hey, there's the guy that I was drawing. And it's not an S it was the lightning bolt explanation (laughs) point. And it's madman. It's like the actual (laughs) man. That's good. And I was just like, Oh, that's great. And so it just made me want to start reading more of it. And so I was like, Oh, I'm just going to collect all his books. And his first issue is like super random, super hard to find. I found it. And I don't know if I want to pay for it. We'll see. Is Same expensive. It's like 300, 400 bucks. So, oh, that's it. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> so, HBO is really putting out all the animated, DC animated stuff. So, I've been going through and watching all those. I watched DC or Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really long title, which is a just a movie that makes me say, what? A lot. So, it's like everything that happens is just like, what? A lot of F words, a lot of a lot of random stuff that just they, it seems like they wanted to kill off the DC animated universe and they just did it. Mm-hmm. But Etrigan is a main character in the beginning or I'd say the first half of this movie. And I've always loved that character, even on the you know Batman animated series. Anytime he yeah. was on there, I'd be like, oh, man, I love that character. And so same thing. I was like, I want to start collecting Etrigan just because, you know, why not? Found the first issue, 300, 400 bucks. <laughs> and it's just like. Oh, I don't need it right now. It's there. You know what I mean? It's not like rare. It's like rare, but available. Yeah. You know, like I, I, it's not like I can't find it. So it'll be there whenever I randomly get $400 that no one else knows about. Just randomly. Yeah. So there's a few books that I want. Uh, I'm collecting a lot of Future State stuff. But if you follow us on Patreon, I'm doing this thing on Fridays called Wednesday Pool List Friday State. Very clever title. <laughs> so I'll be talking about the books that come out every Friday or every week from Future State, given my short opinions on all of them. So there's that to look for if you subscribe to our Patreon. Do it. It's cool. So I was going to do a thing where we like get together for like 30 minutes on Tuesday night and talk about WandaVision and like put it on Patreon on Wednesday. But 
after watching those two episodes, I was just like, not much to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's that, and that's all I got going on, man. Wanting to spend money on comic books that I shouldn't. So, did I send you that Etrigan? They made a um, they made a two pack, I think, of the Batman animated Adventures Continue or something toy or something. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember, but I I don't know if I ever sent you that, but I I think we saw it at Austin Books and Comics. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Because I when I was like, damn, I've always loved that character, man. I just think he looks cool. Yeah, I like him a lot. You should. Uh, what you should do is build a really high shelf, like way up high. So, <laughs> so it just sits yeah. there and, and your son can't get to it. Or get a lockbox. Lockbox. Yeah. Just get a big ass safe and lock him in it so he can't touch any of my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put him in the safe. <laughs> just got one of those slide windows. What you eating? <laughs> Beans and toast for you. If you guys have any figures out there that you are interested in or any books that you're collecting right now that you want to share with us, let us know. We are everywhere. We're all over the internet. We're right behind you. Yeah. We're we're actually in your room recording this. Yeah, we're in your head. So this part of the podcast, we are going to lean into our review. I'm going to give the synopsis real quick, and then we can jump right into it. The Vision wants to be human, and what's more human than family? So he heads back to the beginning, to the laboratory where Ultron created him and modeled him into a weapon, the place where he first rebelled against his given destiny and imagined that he could be more, that he could be a man. There he builds them. A wife, Virginia, two teenage twins, Viv and Vin. They look like him. They have his powers. They share his grandest ambition. Or is that obsession? (laughs) (laughs) The unrelenting need to be ordinary. Behold the visions. What did you think? I always ask your initial thoughts. What did you think? I just basically, did you enjoy it or not? I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I did. So I've been kind of down in the dumps lately. I don't really know why. Uh, I do suffer from depression. And, you know, I don't know if it's because I was sick. And then, like, right now I've been down in the dumps. And let me, I'll just tell you <laughs> that this was hard to read just because I was, like, I've been in the dumps. Yeah. But I did enjoy the book, if that makes It sense. is definitely a darker book. Like, mm-hmm. it has, like, a dark tone to it. But it's sort right. of like a complex story right very yeah. kind of as ominous tones to it and, and we can get further into that i do have some some opinions just based on like you know it is just uh it's like wandavision like it's mm-hmm. uh, plot heavy it's not about the action yeah and so i appreciate that we've been reading superhero books these past two weeks we've been reading superhero books and while this is a superhero book it's n- not really like there are pages where vision is off fighting Giganta or fighting, you know, other things, which I thought was cool that they put that in there, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not. It's, it's exactly like, not exactly like WandaVision, but it's, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. it's a superhero story without being a superhero story. And I feel like it could be its own thing. It could not be related to any known superheroes. Like it could be its own thing mm-hmm. without functioning, uh, without like, uh, changing the story at all which i really appreciate about it the only thing that makes some of the decisions jarring is that this uh hero has existed in the marvel universe for a long time and he's kind of established his and almost almost being unfeeling and it is in the continuity of when this story is written like this isn't a elseworld story this isn't a one-off book this is going on during the all new all Avengers or all new all different Marvel phase, 
So he's part of the mm-hmm. actual Avengers team that is the team in this in the current continuity or in this current con. This was in 2016. Yeah. So that's what was a little jarring to me because it is so dark and like um, not and I say so dark, but it was just it's darker than an Avengers book. Right. Uh, so it starts out. Tom King does a very good. We're just gonna dive straight into going, you know, through it. And Tom, Tom King does a very good job at setting the scene. So, like the whole first issue, not a lot of stuff happens, but he's setting the tone for the entire book. You you learn a lot about Vision and and sort of the environment that he's in without having to read any of the all new, all different books. So mm-hmm. it lets you know that he moved to Virginia. He is working with the president they don't really explain why he created a family but he's it dives deeper into him wanting to be a, like more of a person right and uh the avengers aren't paying him anymore so he wants to get a job you know he thinks that it, that's going to be a job which was i thought was weird <laughs> like yeah like he's hoping that uh what he's doing for free will eventually pay yeah, yeah it sounds like an intern man <laughs> yeah that's uh real world shit right there uh, and so I just don't know. What did you think about the first issue and how it set it up, you know, with the the neighbors coming over? It makes it seem like they're wrong for thinking that, like, oh, these guys are just robots or whatever. But they are just robots. And I and not I know there's synthesoids or whatever. Yeah, I I liked it. I did think like anything like that, uh, almost always in comic books, it's set up as like a blatant ism yeah does that make sense so like the wife is like they're just harmless or whatever and instead like damn toasters yeah. jer- you know like i thought that was cool because that's a main theme with our podcast and with you uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you know i did like it but it's always to me funny how they overdo it just a tiny bit so you really like dislike that character mm-hmm. and and you think that he's incorrect at the beginning you're like no oh, man there's like family and it's it's Vision. Yeah. From what you know about Vision, he's a cool guy, I guess. And know? what you think is like, the more I thought about it, it's like, what do I, I don't really know much about Vision. Vision is not, Mm-mm. he's really just kind of a background character, even though he has extensive relationships with Scarlet Witch and things like that and storylines, he still, you know, doesn't have, this to me was the deepest thing I've read with Vision in it. Yeah, same, same. Even even considering like MCU, yeah. like the vision was badass in this and then he was kind of a turd in this and then he's dead, you know? So like yeah. <laughs> you don't get to know yeah. him at all. He he doesn't really have a lot of thoughts and feelings until Infinity War. So again, I know that's not the same, but he's still not a huge character. Yeah. They come over with their pleasantries or whatever and everybody's cordial. They show them around their house and things like that. All the dialogue and the narration is very, it's not cold, but it seems robotic mm-hmm. the way they're explaining the, the narration or how the story's going. The way I equated that, I'm glad you brought that up. The way I equated it is almost in uh, the Dr. Manhattan story arc in Watchmen, the way mm-hmm. he narrates like mm-hmm. how events happen all at the same time or whatever. That's kind of yeah. the, the vibe I got. So the neighbors leave and the way that they talk to each other, the way Virginia, Vision, talk to each other. It's robotic. Mm-hmm. It is. But me personally, I still got the vibe of like a marriage. Yeah. Like even though they were talking like robots, it see it felt like things that you've seen in movies and maybe some people have seen in real life. And 
it, it seems relatable. Somehow they made it relatable, even though they were being very, you know, computational with how they're like, nice isn't the right word. You should use this. It just seemed like a conversation I, yeah. that I've heard before, maybe with my parents or something like that, but not. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And um, I had to get out of the thought. For some reason, my brain just kept wanting to tell me that these were all part of like a cloud based being. Like yeah, they yeah. were all him. Mm-hmm. I had to do um, the same thing. Yeah. But you know, that's not the case. Yeah. Because later on in the book, he explains they never, which I thought was weird. They never really say where her brainwaves came from unless I missed it. So I think they came from Scarlet Witch. Because I think she so had, too. Yeah. She had the gym and she said, you know, in case you're, I found Simon because he was like you, but he's not you. Mm-hmm. Maybe my brain waves will help you make someone that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm gotta be. Sure. And then there was that one scene where he was like, I keep thinking about her, but I need to I need to push that out. I love my wife or whatever, which obviously everybody knows his big romantic partner was Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And the the mom, and I don't know, so I did read the second volume because I wanted to finish it off. Oh, see, I didn't I, I started and I have read it all before, so I, I yeah. Remember it. And I don't remember if that was in this or if it was in the previous, but she does at one point say, like, I have these memories of parties of things like other memories that are shown throughout of scarlet witch um so yes that's got to be the second one because all they say in the first one is that when the kids are at school they go to school and then this first issue vision goes off to work she's just at home Mm -hmm. and they said that she only thing that she has to do at home is she sit there and she goes through memories yeah and more times than not those memories make her cry yeah and so i just it was what a terrible it did a really good job at made it at making it relatable like sad housewife yeah you know she's like why did the kids have to leave well i mean that's what we have to do right your whole life is like (laughs) computing like you can't eat there's nothing you can really do what a sad life it would be to just sit there and wait until they come home and the kid and the the kids it's just the whole book is sort of surreal because the kids are like kids Mm -hmm. even though there's these insane supercomputers the way he explained it is her brain waves are based off of someone and his are based off of wonder man's and they just put those two together and made the twins. Yeah. So they're not mature beings or whatever. So they have to go to school. They have to learn, even though they can process things inst- instantaneously. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting how they kind of formed that. Yeah. I thought it was weird that, that he dressed like that every time he came home. I just, I get it. It's for the, you know, what? pretending to be at home in the suburbs. Very old school, too. High-waisted pants. and Yeah. And, the you know, it was surreal. His first moment where he's in class and the girl talks to him. Uh, she's like, hey, you. And he's like, oh, I don't think we're supposed to be talking. And then she turns her computer around and says, are you normal? And then he instantly has, like, an existential crisis. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, I don't. But that's, like, real life. Like, if you're a kid, like, say you're going to high school for the first time. And then, you know, a girl talks to you. Sometimes it can shake you to your core if, you know, if it goes a certain way. Well, not only that, but like you said, they're they're supercomputers. So he has all this computational power, but then he has like all these uh, self-esteem issues of a 16-year-old or whatever. Like, that's insane if you think about it. Your dad dad is saying, hey, I know you can do all these things. I know you're super strong and you can phase, you can fly, but you need to be as normal as possible. Yeah. It's just a lot. And what does that it's even just, mean to someone, you know? <laughs> yeah, who is who has no that's not they're all the same age. 
the mom and the kids are technically all the same age. They were all created at the same time. Right. <laughs> That's so weird. And then, you know, out of nowhere at the end of the issue, it was total catches you off guard. Grim Reaper comes and just slices, you know, or stabs Viv in the stomach. Yeah, through the wall, through her, yeah, stomach. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Right. You know, they're having a regular family moment. Vision's gone doing Avengers stuff. I'm so he's just like the absent dad. And I know I know very little about this character, but he looks so corny next to everything else. Like his costume and everything. He's pretty lame. He's Wonder Man's brother. He's like a B-lister. Wonder Man's brother. He's an agent of Hydra. He's bad. <laughs> and like to me, it's just it's weird. Now he's like defending his brother's honor. He's hunting these, he's hunting vision down to defend his brother's honor. And to me, I was just like he doesn't have anything else to do. <laughs> like he doesn't have any villain things to do. Yeah, well, and he also seems to have like kind of lost it because he just starts repeating himself. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, he, yeah. He's like glassy-eyed. He seems like very strange. And so at the end of issue one, the mom, Virginia's conflicted the whole time. Which if her brain waves, spoiler alert, if you've only read volume one, if her brain waves are mapped out of Scarlet after Scarlet Witch, she's already unhinged because Scarlet Witch is crazy. <laughs> It just is. So that sucks to have your brainwaves. Which that that's weird. I don't even know how. It's like having your brainwaves mapped after Charlie Manson. Yeah, and then your significant other telling you to be normal all the time. Yeah, hey, be normal. (laughs) So they have the ability to to stop Grim Reaper. They're all super strong beings. The sun is a total bitch. (laughs) It just like (laughs) it just like locks up. Doesn't know what to do. Viv's out for the count, and then the mom smashes his head in just like over and over and over he's dead and what i thought was weird is this is what you said earlier about them being a cloud sort of being whenever she's like what did i do don't tell your dad in my head i'm just like isn't he gonna know instantly like he should know everything that's going on with them that's not the case well and obviously apparently that's later that's like you see that that's the pan from the people that (laughs) that brought them cookies or whatever Uh but yeah uh, again like you would think that he knows but somehow she she hides this fact from from Mm -hmm. him so they're not robots synthesoids are as close to as human as possible i guess Mm. because they have the ability to lie you know some robots don't i guess that was just a robot (laughs) (laughs) yeah some robots and i robot some robots in the movie with Will Smith, I robot. <laughs> they don't have the ability to lie. That is the right question. <laughs> but he's conflicted. His sister is dying. Robot death. And I hope I'm not using robot as a slanderous term. If you're out there and you're a synthesoid, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm offending you. I would love to meet you, please. I'm offending you with my with my robot slander. It's probably it's terrible. You know, if you 30 years from now. When, you know, robots are walking around, they're going to replay this episode and they're going to come and murder us. <laughs> no, they'd be like, no, they're cool. Yeah, those guys are cool. They're one of the good yeah. ones. They were representing us. You <laughs> see her brother going through more of this existential crisis in school. She's dying on the same table that the Avengers actually had vision on when they first found him. The mom tells him this really in-depth story, which I thought he was going to bust her with this story. Because she she has it calculated to the time. And he stops her and he says, it buzzes. Like whenever the blade goes through him, 
And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. how could I forget that? Then I thought he was going to be like, gotcha, bitch. It doesn't buzz. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that's what was going to happen. But no, Vision is <laughs> gotcha. he's cold and calculated. He just says, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. Whatever. I got too much shit going on, man. I'm trying to get a job to pay for yeah. I don't, gasoline. I don't know what they run. <laughs> what they, run on. they don't eat food. Well, I guess. I don't know. That was what they need to pay for. The house, I guess. He had savings though. Couldn't you don't think Tony Stark? I think Tony Stark broke at this point because there has to. He was the reason he was paying everybody. Broke again? Yeah, he was paying everybody back in the day. So you just cut everybody. Off. Well, what do you have to pay for? They wouldn't really have to. I guess electricity. Yeah, they don't have to pay for water. They don't, they don't need anything. This the whole structure of that. This is just a weird setup. Like wanting to be normal in this situation. First of all, he's like a superhero, so I feel like that. At like a known superhero. So I feel like if you're in a that kind of space, your life is not normal. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you're Steve Rogers, you're not just going to be a guy living in the suburbs going to work. Like th- you just can't. That, that's just me. I think it's weird. I'm less intrigued by whether or not it's what he has to pay for, whatever. Yeah. It's like I see that he's trying to be normal and that's what it's yeah, all about. Sure. Like making a statement. But yeah, now that you've brought up, like, what does he have to pay for? Why is he worried about his savings? Like, it seems like he's implanted these weird memories or these weird thoughts in his own head. On what's normal. To seem more yeah. normal. Because what he says at some point is he said, one thing he says at the beginning, first issue, he says that none of the Avengers or some of the Avengers don't agree with him creating a family. Because it's like mm-hmm. Ultron creating him and Jocasta and all those, you know, all those other characters. So it was just like repeating and then he says that um, what they're doing is solely to go against what he was made for. So like Ultron made him for this purpose and, and it's to do all these things. But he's like, us having this normal life is opposing Ultron's design and showing us that we actually can have our own quote unquote destiny. I'm going to ask you a little bit of uh, comic trivia mm-hmm. So Jocasta, I thought that she was at some point Tony's AI. Is that not true? Or is that, am I thinking of Friday? I think you're thinking about Friday. Jocasta was created by, she was with the Avengers for a while, but she was created by Ultron. She was the bride of Ultron. Okay. I saw that in this, but for some reason, especially when I saw the Marvel Legends thing, I was like, is that the, it reminded me of Friday depicted in the book. She had like kind of like this yeah. weird design uh that was back when that um one suit was at like max and the iron man mm-hmm. and all that shit um anyway just curious yeah, she's the bride of ultra she could have been at some point not that i know of though yeah so she's going and she's telling the story about how they beat up grim reaper and how he just like bounced after they she, she played yeah. it up you know like oh i could have I didn't want to use my head laser because I didn't want to hurt him, even though he's like dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I blasted above yeah. his head. And then he bounced. It would just scare him away. He left. And just the artist, um, the artist is Gabriel Hernandez Walta. For me, at first glance, I was like, oh, this art's okay. But the more that I got into it, the more I was like, I really dig this. Because... Oh, yeah. Like the facial expressions on some of these characters do more for the scene than the actual dialogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like after she tells him this story, he embraces her. And you can tell like all of this stuff is forced. You know, it's like 
he's embracing her because he's supposed to embrace her. You know, over and over he says, I, I have to love my wife. I'm supposed to love my wife. And so you just see it's all it's all forced. Like the right. next scene over, Vin's having lunch and he's like, I never have lunch. I don't eat food. But he's just doing it just because that's what norm quote unquote normal is. <clears throat> but he's going through an existential crisis. His sister is dead. He's supposed to be lying to his dad. His he saw his mom for the first time. He actually saw what a human like really is exploding fruit. <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> much as he yeah. squeezes this apple in his hand. And then this Yeah. Well, it so going on into this and the mother and everything it seems like they are very uh, i don't know it's like they have very short fuses like they don't their their uh resistance to rampancy i guess you'd call it or whatever is very small Mm -hmm. because they'll be fine and all of a sudden they're all going nuts you know so far viv is the only one that really hasn't displayed any lashing out or anything like that that Mm -hmm. i've noticed and again i i don't remember what happens in volume two. I'm going to read it tonight, but the typical high school kid, you seem, you think he's a high school bully, but he's actually has a crush on his sister, the mm-hmm. robot sister. Again, sorry for the vulgar terms, <laughs> but he's, you know, he's like, Hey man, can I have your sister's number? And he's like spaced out. And he's like, Oh, you are you simple boy. I'm asking you for her number. And then, yeah, he's like, no, man, she's my life partner. I'm just, I just need her number. Do you not communicate via she's, phone? She's out. She's ill. She's out. And then they have these very robotic instances where like things start lapsing over. Like the same thing with Viv. Whenever she was stabbed, she automatically just, she just kept saying calling mother, out for mother, her mom. Mother. And so yeah. I love the dialogue that he talks about where he's saying, or he has the dude by the neck. He just automatically, like you said, automatically snaps, grabs the dude by his neck. Then he remembers this conversation with his sister where they have different views on like all everything, basically, about like human anatomy. She's like, they're more they're more like us than, you know, you would think. And then explains Mm -hmm. like how you can knock them out or kill them or, you know, shut off the blood flow to the brain just by squeezing a certain part. And he they they have an off switch, too. And so he basically almost kills this kid. (laughs) And then just dips out of school, which yeah. was in- and repeats himself again, <laughs> walking away. She's yeah. ill, <laughs> which would be terrifying. Think about like the other children in the school. You're going to school with this robot. <laughs> yeah one one display of strength like that would be enough to like okay yeah Shut no not hanging out with that yeah. dude ever. And then the principal, which they the principal's not wrong, but they portray these characters as bigots. But it's like it's right. It's not the same thing. Representing that is point they're trying to get across. I did think it was good a good point that the principal made. He said, "What would I? What would you think I would do if a kid brought a gun to school?" And he's like, "Your kids are guns. <laughs> like they right. can fly. They have super strength." He just knocked a kid out by you know choking them out. They could phase through walls. He's like, "What do you want me to do?" And like they're not guns. It's like they're metal made into a weapon. <laughs> yeah. And the and Virginia is you know very uh, apprehensive. She's very defensive about it. And Vision's just sitting back, trying to be calculated. But Vision does start displaying emotions now more mm-hmm. because he's like, my son will just take the regular suspension for someone that 
almost kill somebody i guess <laughs> <laughs> and for like a regular fight yeah. but like he he almost killed, well, he that, almost guy, killed so. that guy and then when the principal's like you can't make the call he's like hey motherfucker listen mm-hmm. <laughs> i am the vision from the yeah. avengers i saved the world 37 times which i think is more than 37 but whatever those are the important times yeah and he's like i think you should probably remember who did what they're just letting him do this whole experiment because he's vision right yeah that's weird it is kind of yeah it is weird that everybody's got like tabs on this yeah like okay yeah we never know (laughs) we never know when he's gonna go crazy so who knows when his family's gonna go crazy and then one thing i didn't mention about the first issue is that it again tom king does a really good job at setting it up but as soon as you're introduced to the neighbors he he lets you know they die at the end mm-hmm. he says they're going to die their house is going to get set on one of the visions is going to set their house on fire they're going to die and they let you know like they keep talking about this floating vase from zen law this you know the water vase or whatever that nothing right. else can be put inside and um, and this is the same thing so the guy the the principal starts drinking afterwards and he's like he'll always remember this moment if he would have held his ground, could he have saved the world? Mm-hmm. You know? And so I thought that was like really kind of weird, but then they go into saying, I love you to each other. And it's just, it's more moments that kind of make you uneasy. Well, and even then it's like, you know, he says that, but it, I don't know. There must be more going on than just what in these, uh, just in these two volumes, because you never see anything that's that drastic from yeah. the vision. And I don't remember seeing their house burned down. Me either. So, me either. I don't know. I wonder if there, I think there's just two volumes. You finished volume two? Uh huh. Dang, I'm going to read this night. Yeah. And so they get home, and she's just like, he's like, he really does play the work obsessed husband slash dad very well. Yeah. Because as soon as they get home, he's like, all right, well, I'm leaving. Yeah, I've got shit to do. I got to go to Avengers Tower and hang out with my friends. Well, <laughs> Basically, my <laughs> basically he has to rebuild his daughter but it's it's very cold he's like hey i'm leaving i think i could fix her and then they have like their back and forth about like luck and belief and things like that and he's just like all right bounce. well i'm out either way and then she goes and checks the mail and there's a phone that says you know press whatever numbers to unlock and then there's a video of her burying grim reaper yeah, I noticed there was a lot of 616 in this. Their address was 616, yeah. and then that he overdid the code was 6161. <laughs> <He overdid> yeah. <laughs> What's that mean, guys? He overdid it. Secrets. But yeah, I thought that was a good twist. That's what they did. At the end of every issue, it was sort of like a, what a twist. Yeah. Moment. So I thought that was cool. I had set it. When I saw that, I was like, okay, now I know what kind of book this is. Mm-hmm. It's a suspenseful kind it's of a, a thriller book. It is a suspense book. Are you on the hunt for great import collectibles for a great price? Well, check out SaviorCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. They have great figures and model kits based on your favorite anime, comic, or movie heroes. They sent us a 30-minute mission model kit, and it was awesome. These are from Bandai, and they're modular mechs and can be mixed and matched with awesome accessories, and they make great army builders. From Nendroid to Mezco, these are your guys. They even do customs. Check out Xavier Cal Customs and Collectibles.com. That's X A V I E R C A L Customs and Collectibles.com. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? 
when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. I love the covers. Yeah, I like the art in general, man. It's yeah. like line work, and then it feels like they're painted. Yeah, it's very uh, watercolory yeah. um, or something like that. Going into issue three, I think this is issue three. Yeah. It, I thought it was very a very funny opening. It talks about these two kids that know about the world. They know about the bad words. They know about the differences in people. They know that they're not supposed to say these bad words because they're good, they're good boys. Mm-hmm. But these robots are bad. I need to look up bad words for robots. How to offend robots. And it's like bolthead, toy, toaster, like you were talking about earlier, ruster. Ruster. I just thought those were great words. Like those are words. Ruster, I barely knew. Those are words that wouldn't offend anybody else. But I guess if I was a synthesoid, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's offensive, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so at this point in the book, I think the mom's going full tilt. Like, whatever. I don't care. Obviously, it's that easy. I got a taste for blood. Yeah. And now I want it. Because I, I always love it whenever someone that has phasing powers, this is a thing that I, I just like. They go through and they just make the person on the other side look like an idiot. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a great scene. I really enjoyed it. This little kid, which deserved it. You know, he deserved it. He gets knocked the fuck out pretty quickly. And the other guy's like, oh, shit, I'm out of here. But how intimidating would it be to see a robot whose head laser is glowing, like it's about to bust through you. Mm-hmm. And you just saw your friend get knocked out. And she says, as long as you stay there, I won't hurt you. And you're just like, oh, well, either way. Which is like, okay, I'm going to die yeah, anyway. anyway. I'm going to die. And then I just love the action because it finally shows you what word they settled on and it says go home socket lovers which to me <laughs> is perfect because it's like big... it seems innocent yeah i'm a socket lover myself but it's you know? it's dumb yeah 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 like to you yeah it's dumb but to our future robot, robot overlords yeah, right. very don't offensive. you ever say that and then they go into a deep dive in talking about Agatha and Scarlet Witch's relationship and about this plant that they have in their house that apparently mm. they got from Agatha. Yeah. I guess. I think. Which is a weird story to me because then it talks about Agatha and how she died. Yeah, that was kind of a weird... She She's like talking to her cat, Ebony, then she stabs her cat 
Well, and it happens in sequence or in two different parts. So like right here, the cat eats the petal Mm -hmm. of this plant. And they basically say the only way to gain future sight is to eat the petals from this plant out of hunger. And then the second time you have to eat it twice. The second time out of murder. Yeah. So the cat eats it and she's like, oh, good kitty, whatever. She hasn't brought that up, but she does start. She does pull a pin out of the back of her hair. And then and then it. Creepy Tony Stark. Yeah. He just, I don't know, people love him because of Robert Downey Jr., but he has always been a sleazeball in the comic books, man. Oh, yeah. And I feel like... Yeah, he's a very un, he's a very unlikable character. <laughs> he just is. I've only seen a few comics where he was... And it's usually when he's poor, yeah, but where he's has somewhat redeeming qualities. Yeah, where he's hit rock bottom. But once he's on, when he's on top, he's a total jerk. Yeah. They got her fixed, uh, Viv. Ba- they think they do. Uh, they have to use all the power in the world or something. To, <laughs> to yeah, bring, to it's like you might power down the eastern seaboard. Yeah, he says you have one shot at this, which to me shows that he's poor because that shouldn't be like a limiting thing with his arc reactors and things like that. The arc reactor is supposed to be this revolutionary energy, mm-hmm. but they save her. Yeah, he hooks all this juice into Vision to transfer into her because apparently they say one of her quote unquote organs began to phase mm-hmm. when Grim Reaper stabbed her as a defense mechanism and it just couldn't get out of that phase mode. It got stuck. Yeah. So whatever organ that is was like causing her to have this failure in her systems. Tony's putting all this energy through him and he's like Dr. Frankensteining uh-huh. his daughter. He's like, all it's doing is killing you. And he's like, you know, I love you. You're part of my, the event. Not I love you, but he's like, you're part of the Avengers. And, you know, I have my oldest friend. Yeah. Yeah. But if you touch that thing, I'm going to kill you. Like if you touch that dial, I'm going to kill you. And then he saves her. The art does a really good job at showing Tony's face. Like it's, you see it click. They weren't fond of him creating this family, but then Tony Stark is like, sees like, oh, he actually, this is actually like a real family. Like he actually does care about Mm -hmm. these kids. Not like a weird Ultron thing because it even says like later Captain America asked Iron Man how it went but he said everything went normal and by normal he meant everything is normal everything's fine everything's fine which that is not a that's not everything's normal everything's fine down here how are you yeah everything's not a normal situation at all right and then it goes into the Agatha stabbing the cat in the neck and then the cat turning into a panther and attacking her yeah that was a really weird sequence because she's like I'll see you in the morning Meaning, I assume she's going to bring this cat back to life. Uh, but uh, definitely killing it right now. Yeah, and it says that she died. And then I get, or wait, does she die then? She No, she cuts open the cat. Eats the cat's stomach. To get the petal. She uh, eats its stomach yeah. to get that petal. And then she has the vision. I don't I don't know. It was weird to me. Yeah, she, like, she sees into the future and then she like convulses and dies and it talks about cat stomach being gross because it's full of you know cats eat vermin and shit and (laughs) it's weird cats are gross cats are real gross they lick their buttholes a lot (laughs) it goes in and out their family dynamic goes in and out of like being a normal family and then like hey yeah we're robots Hey, guess what? Because the kid's listening to music it seems like he's listening to music but then he also says that he's downloading box cello concerto for the concert you know that's not what it looks like he's like hey i can answer the door and do that at the same time oh he says i can't yeah she, but, she's oh i can't do both that's right uh, and then it's the daughter and vision it's weird that she he was wearing like earbuds yeah even though he doesn't have ears right <laughs> so weird man this is a weird book 
It's very weird. And even this next, these next two panels are weird because it, it's a question that I've had for a long time that I've never asked anybody. I've never asked anybody's opinion on this because I've always wondered about old Vision and Scarlet Witch's relationship. Are you? Hey? Ever since I was a kid, I've wondered this. Does he have a penis? Yeah. Because I've always oh happiness. I've always imagined that he's just a Ken doll because he's a robot and like Vision. When you see him, even in the MCU, he's not wearing pants. He's just like a solid body. Maybe he can just uh, make it happen. So he's like Dr. Manhattan. He can just like form it. Well, Dr. Manhattan just always had his penis out. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Manhattan. He was the opposite. Uh, maybe it's like, uh, what's that movie with the sea creature? Ape Sapien? Yeah, well, it's like Ape Sapien. What is the same, same director? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, anyway, she has sex with this thing. This deaf girl has sex with this thing. And she's like, sorry, I'm. I keep hitting my mic. She has sex with this thing and she's like, how'd you do it? And she like explains how it like unfurls. <laughs> like, and it's like, oh, wow. Uh, weird. Is that bestiality? I think so. So weird. So in this situation, she comes out in lingerie. Hey, oh. She's excited that their daughter's back. Oh, Vision lady looking good. And oh, and Vision starts having like a nervous, like, like, I went to saw Iron Man and um, me and Iron Man talked. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, mm, Iron Man was there. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we had uh, said that thing. I did like those panels. It was cool to kind of see her phase through, like she was just unfazing. Yeah. So like the top fell. Yeah. That was um, cool. Inter- yeah it was cool like i thought it was cool to see him stumble like that like it shows humanity a little bit because he's just like it's not that he's nervous it's just that he's just a, you know he's distracted he's just a horn ball and then he downloads his penis into her <laughs> virginia <laughs> yeah. oh god so yeah they they have robot sex which i think she pretty much admits that she knows that the grim reaper is dead because he's like we had S.H.I.E.L.D. look for Grim Reaper in space, in inside the Earth, everywhere. He's gone. And she says, I know, but we're still here. And then the porno music plays. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like two fax machines going at it. <laughs> or it sounds like old, I imagine it sounds like old dial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when Agatha eats the cat stuff. Yeah. Panther stomach and dies. And then she wakes up and she says the intro dialogue in late September when the leaves just begin to hint at the fall to come. She says the exact same thing verbatim, which to me makes me think like maybe none of this shit is real, man. Yeah. Well, do we ever find out who the narrator is? Is it Vision or is it her? That's what I wondered. I, I, if you don't know in volume two, then I, there's no way we're going to. I honestly can't remember. I yeah. like I said I was kind of like down and as I was reading this which I enjoyed it but as I was it only got more depressing <laughs> so, like, yeah you're like yeah this is fucking all depressing right. <laughs> yeah. and so she's back this is issue four she's back the kids don't really seem phased that they're lying to their dad though yeah it's like a it's like a was snowball weird. effect like once once someone breaks that oh, because he lies first or no he hasn't yet but but no not yet yeah it seems like once they kind of lock each other up yeah like once someone does that it seems to just be yeah. okay like they don't think that they can and all of a sudden oh wait no. which kind of plays at I like they're not humans you know what i mean like they don't really have she has guilt kind of but more so like she just doesn't want her husband to find out because she knows that 
he's an Avenger, like all these things. And like all of it will come crumbling down, which he explains later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, they have this moment where, like, Charlie Brown moment where they're kicking the football or whatever. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I was interested to see how that was going to go. Uh, I thought it was weird because Vision comes outside. This is a panel that just it was jarring to me because Vision comes outside, he pulls the football up, and he's like, "What's this? Yeah, what's this? It's like a Native American dude. Yeah, the Redskins." Which you know, when I thought about that, I was like, okay, this a lot of this book, they're they're wanting to be normal, they wanting to be accepted. So I thought that was kind of a parallel of like they also mention in several panels, like people just want to take pictures with Vision and stuff like that. Yeah, and with their family or pictures of their family of their family. So yeah. they become exhibits, much like Native Americans have become. You know, so I don't know if that was like a, I don't know if that was part of that like if i'm looking too far into it or i think it would have to be because it this scene makes no other sense to yeah, me. yeah it, it is very weird and i don't understand it and I'm, I'm asking you so the school changed their mascot yeah much like our alma mater <laughs> yeah but the school changed their mascot to this or from this from this and so like they say oh so this is the old mascot yeah i thought your mascot is a colorful bull and a three-corner hat like a patriot bull and they're like, oh, no, it was this, but they haven't gotten around to changing mm. all the merch yet, which is like, yeah, that sounds human to me. Very, very <laughs> relatable, because that's exactly what about. our alma mater back in the day. Very similar situation. Uh, they changed it when we were there to the Mustangs. Yeah, from the Indians, which we were blessed by an Indian tribe. Uh-huh. So it wasn't offensive to them. <laughs> no, I don't know about other people. but And so we had the whole ordeal of like going through the change. Uh, so it, I thought it was cool. Not cool, but I thought obviously relatable. Yeah. And then to play parallel that they have red skin. So I thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Which is, you know, another one of those weird things. And then they go into this family dynamic. You know, Vision keeps telling them, hey, you guys got to be normal. They're like, hey, we're teenagers with superpowers, man. Yeah, there's no normal for us. And he's like, hey, we can be normal tomorrow. And there's all these little hidden things. Vision says, tomorrow's never promised or whatever he says. Can't count on tomorrow. Which is, yeah, I'm, I'm curious because, I mean, I've heard that sentiment. That's something that me and Nicole say about things, you know, like yeah. tomorrow mm-hmm. isn't guaranteed. But, you know, I maybe I missed it. I'm sure I missed it. Like what that parallels or what that calls back to in his story. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it talks about Virginia, the mom, watching them and being happy and being content. Her daughter is no longer dying. And then she gets a phone call from that creepy person. It says that she ignored it a few times, but every single day calls her at the same time. Yeah. And she couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't do it. I assume that this person was going to have her rob a bank or yeah. kill somebody. That's what I was like. I was like, okay, this is one of this is one of those situations where she's going to have to keep on killing people for this person. Yeah, it's a blackmail sit. Yeah, but nope, that's not what happens. They go back to school. Vin's been suspended. Viv's been on her deathbed. Everybody's freaked out. Last time they saw this kid, he almost killed somebody. Yeah. So they're obviously standoffish with these giant, well, not giant robots, but these robots coming back to school. Except... For the kid, uh, CK, the guy that got choked out, yeah, he comes up to her because you find out, this is where you find out he actually has a crush on her. And he's talking to her. He's like, hey, it's not even that big of a deal. Like, your brother kicked my ass. Like, obviously, he's going to play cool. Your brother kicked my ass. He almost killed me, but it's cool. It's cool, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're talking, and he says, you know, I don't care what all these people think. I think you're cool. And previously, they talk about, it's a very good scene. I can't remember what issue it is. 
but it's them in bed and it says that they don't sleep they don't sleep to conserve energy because they get all their energy from the sun so they basically spend the night processing the day right and then dispersing yeah. any any information that's not important well this information where this guy says i don't care what people say say about you i think you're cool it says that viv keeps that she never tells her family about it and she keeps it herself and again i thought about like cloud mindset i was like how does how do they keep that from vision vision knows everything but i guess vision wants to be normal so much that he didn't do that the only thing that i've got a clue is that they're linked at all not maybe not linked that may not be the right word. So once I got past the fact that like it's not a cloud thing, other than you can access my drive, he says to his wife, like, oh, I had this scheduled. You can access my drive. That's why I said it. Other than that, the only thing I saw whatever was that there. Whenever she's on her deathbed, he says, I just received the information from our daughter. She's uh, healed or whatever. Now I can go back and try to bring her or whatever. It was saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her body seems to be healed enough that I can go work on her. Yeah. The other thing I noticed is that they have like tracking, but that's about it. Yeah. You know, you think they know a lot more. There's no actual cloud memory shared between them. Mm-hmm. That would to- that would make the story not work. Yeah, no, not at all. And which was cool. It was a good interaction between them. So far, Viv is the only, to me, it's the closest thing to a human. It seems like vision still vision. Mm-hmm. The mom is unhinged. The son is going through an existential crisis the entire story. Right. And she seems the only one. She likes this boy. Obviously, he likes her. It's important to her to keep that memory. And then and this is one of the scenes I'm talking about. They show Vision with the Avengers fighting Giganto, which I like big, stupid, bad guys like that. Yeah. I think that they don't do that enough in comic books. And so that's cool. What's, and I thought it was weird that she's calling him. Not like a naggy wife. I'm not going to say that. I'm not I'm not going to say that. But sometimes I will be doing something and my wife will call me and it's like, hey, this, it seems insignificant. Not saying it's it's insignificant, but it's like whatever Virginia needs, she needs to address it. And he is fighting. I'm not saving the world. I'm not comparing it to that. Right. No, but I, I, he's literally fighting this battle. In a bare sense, he's doing something. While someone's having trying to have a different conversation with them, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, can yeah. you like figure that out?" Hey, yeah, like I'm doing you know this I mean? thing, like, not to be weird, but yeah, I'm totally. <laughs> and he even says, "Like, hey, I'm not trying to discredit you or anything like that, or I'm not." Tr-. He says in a more calculated way, but he's like, "I'm here right now, fighting this current situation, saving the world." I guess for the meeting or whatever, she says she has a meeting coming up with somebody. And she's like, I guess I can call Nova in. And mm-hmm. They treat it like a job, which I thought was funny. Oh, yeah. He's, he's saying like he can call Nova in to, to replace him, I guess. To replace him, yeah. he. I guess he says yes. And they come to some sort of agreement. But she leaves mm-hmm. to go meet this caller. This gentleman caller. And it ends up just being that dude, CK, the kid that got choked out, the guy that has a crush on Viv. It's his dad. Mm-hmm. And again, it plays at bigotry he's you know it's like he's one of those people that they say hey i i don't see color but you stay over there and i stay over here like we don't have to hey man i'm colorblind i don't notice your black yeah. ass at all you know like yeah i yeah i don't see color but we that doesn't mean we have to sit at the same table you know it's like right. those kind of things it just reminds me of stuff like that we come we come from a relatively smaller town which we know people <laughs> like that but yeah he's like hey 
I got a gun, which if you know anything about Vision or his family, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, he obviously doesn't know anything about this, yeah. but I, I thought that was funny. It was like, I was in the service. I know how to use this. And she just says, fine. Like, she doesn't, yeah, cool. she doesn't say, like, that doesn't matter. She just says, fine. What do you want? She obviously probably is in the same mindset that we are. Like, he's going to have me rob a bank or he's going to have me do something crazy. What is the deal with the cookies? If this is the second time that someone has, is it just like a small town, like suburb, you know, thing that they do to be nice? Uh, I, well, I don't know. I can only equate that to like bringing a pie over to someone yeah. who's new in the neighborhood or whatever, but I really don't know. Cause it's the same thing. He says, I make cookies. Do you want cookies? They're, they're rope. They don't eat. And maybe that's it. It's like a simple gesture that people. Yeah. And so he's basically says, Hey, I've been, and he tries to be cool. But again, he's like the guy that says, I don't see color, but I don't want your daughter. Yeah. I don't want your son dating my daughter. I wouldn't say I'm racist, but I don't yeah. want, <laughs> I don't want our kids folks. Date. It's like, yeah. dude, <laughs> yeah. you're obviously yeah. racist. Yeah. Right. It makes you uncomfortable to be racist and that's okay. It should just, just own up or be quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shut it down now. And so he's like, Listen, I just want to introduce myself. I went over to your house to clear the air because our kids are, you know, partners or whatever. I wanted to introduce myself. But when I rolled up to your house, nobody answered the door. So what I did yeah. is I went to the backyard like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, well, like a normal person. I went to the backyard. Like, who does that? I went to your house. You didn't answer. So I did some digging myself. I went to see, I went and looked in your windows to see who was home. Well, and I think that's weird. I think that plays into the whole like curiosity of them in general. Like the robot. Yeah. Everybody's taking pictures with them. They want to know who they are. They want to know everything about them. Yeah. So they're like, oh yeah, I don't know. I just really wanted to give you these cookies, <laughs> you know, like, and then he pulls up, he's like, then I saw you burying a body <laughs> and then I pulled my phone out and uh here we are yeah i started recording <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do right record like no you're not i mean i don't know maybe you are you see someone burying a body maybe yeah you should I, I would, I would take, probably call the police, take it to the police. A, yeah a good person yeah yeah but in this situation that's not what he did he recorded to use it as blackmail right and even then in this situation he says i don't want any trouble i just want you and your family to get <laughs> get uh, get on I want you guys here and i will never tell anybody about what you got buried over there which that's kind of scum <laughs> that's scummy yeah he's just like hey man i'm just trying to be real with you and she says and i thought this was a great dialogue this is like a movie scene to me she said yes i know but please understand i too am trying to be real <laughs> like she's like Mm -hmm. It's two, they're saying two different things, but she's like, I'm trying to be a real person, but people are making it hard <laughs> to be normal. Yeah. Uh, and they pulls up the gun, just like any normal person would do. With a, That's what I always do. With a robot that can phase through anything. And uh, his son comes down. Oh, man, this is this was sad to me. Yeah. This book. Well, and I saw it coming. This book. Yeah, for sure. This book was depressing. I agree. He comes downstairs and she's not really, she's, I feel like she's just trying to take the gun from him in this situation. I feel like she's not trying to end him. Right. Yeah. She lunges at him. She's phasing. Cause she's like, that's what I do. I'm not going to take bullets. <laughs> yeah. Right. She didn't expect the sun to be behind him, but come to find out he gets shot in the head. I didn't expect that to happen. I was just like, damn, he gets shot in the head 
and in the chest. It kind of reminded me of our comic. <laughs> like, yeah. the way he got shot, it reminded me of that sequence in our comic, in yeah. our book. <clears throat> Shameless plug. Anyway. <clears throat> coming soon. Yeah, coming soon, six years ago. <laughs> and so he, she says no. She's surprised. She didn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she, as soon as it happens, he says, you killed him. Which is like. Right, yeah. It's her fault. I don't have a gun. I, don't, I didn't shoot bullets into myself. I never, I will never understand that about uh, any, any medium that that happens. A person gets so mad. It's your fault. They're like, yeah, it's you. It's like, dude, you, you had the gun in yeah. your hand the whole time. It's all on you, man. It 100% is on you. And then he said, then he lets it out. Then he lets it out. It's the, it's it. I don't have any reason to be, try to be normal anymore. He says, I'm going to kill you, which there's no contact. Mm-hmm. There's no world where that would happen. There's no world where you're going to kill this super powered robot. Yeah. And she cracks him over the head, man. After this, I'm going to get everybody and we're going to kill all of you. And so you threaten her family, which obviously right. you see what happens, whatever that happens. I thought she killed him. Yeah. I thought she was about to bury some more bodies, popped her head like a tick, but no. <laughs> and it was a very, it was a good image because then it had the, the red skin image again but with blood on it right i was like oh that's cool it's not cool but it's like yeah. good imagery yeah this might be the last issue uh i don't know this is when the dialogue gets heavy for me and my kids were my my son's like hey what's what's happening what's what's that i'm just like dude you gotta go yeah. people <laughs> dying gotta, here you gotta you gotta move and so he's not dead as we thought yeah. in issue Comatose. four but, but super creepy she's standing over his body Float, yeah, floating. Just and the dialogue behind him is uh, the teacher reading. I, it's Shakespeare. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, some sort of Shakespearean depressing thing. Yeah, talking. About, I am not a Jew. <laughs> then they show they show the son dead. Just just sad. And then it goes to back to Vision. Another superhero fight. He's fighting the UFOs. Totally underrated villains. I love them so much. Um, he's fighting the UFOs, and it doesn't really you know talk anything like that but it goes back to the sun yeah he he really has no personality and he freaks out he's just freaking out the entire time yeah so he's having an existential crisis about being human or being a normal person viv is sad again she to me seems like the normal the most normal human Mm -hmm. character same thing if like a high school chick lost her boyfriend she would be sad right She's devastated about this. Then a police officer shows up. They went into like a lot of history on the police officer. I thought that was weird. It seems to be one of those things, like I like I was saying, with kind of like the Dr. Manhattan thing. It's like his beginning, his end, like in yeah. this situation, he's talking about everything that's happened to this person. Yeah. He was in high school. Like you said, very He odd. was sad. His all his friends went to MIT. He was a loser. Yeah. He stayed here. It was just like, damn. Yeah. Okay. And so you mean to tell me that this guy that's not that smart is about to bust vision, which He's is about a to bust. <laughs> supercomputer. I read the wrong story, man. Vision rolls out. I mean, he is legit intimidating. Like to me, I'd be like, ugh. Yeah, this he robot. has like these round, unblinking eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he rolls out. He's just like, can I help you with something? <laughs> Yo. Yeah. And obviously he's like, hey, can you come with me? He's like, yeah, no, I can't, man. I'm eating with my family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm eating. Which to me, I would be like, you know what, man? You're right. Uh, Just come to the station at your earliest convenience. Right. (laughs) Because you're a superhero. (laughs) I'll wait. Good. Oh, God. But he goes, and then Virginia sees it all crumbling. 
She sits back down at the table. Everything's normal. But then she starts glitching. Yeah, that that was the thing for me. It's like that glitch on her. Couldn't figure out what the hell that was about. Like, she, she, it's okay. So maybe they're not supposed to lie. And her having this lie with her husband at the beginning has created this issue with her. I think it's like a nervous breakdown. Like, in us uh, humans... And, you know, a nervous breakdown might look a different way, you know, erratic. You would throw things around, you know, similar to what happens. She's just in her head. She's just like, this isn't supposed to happen. Sort of like you said, maybe it's not necessarily she's not supposed to lie, but maybe it's just like, you know, the parameters of what's normal and what our life is supposed to be like is spinning out of control. Yeah. Like we have calculations for certain things, but in earlier issues, they talk about knowing things. And then like putting it into real life situations isn't the same thing. Right. Like you have to learn how to, to, to actually put these things in real life situations. And so maybe it's just like, it's all happening too fast to her. So it's just like sort of glitching out. And then she just, everything's normal and just destroys this t- table. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> and her kids are just like, uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go, but th- no. The son says after his mom has a meltdown, <laughs> the chick again. Viv is the most normal. She's like, "What is happening with us? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on?" Uh, and then she talks about that. She, she's obviously still sad that her crush is dead. But the son says, "If you prick me, do I bleed?" Yeah. It's like, come on, man, not right now. <laughs> go <laughs> to your room. <laughs> obviously, I'm having a meltdown. The interrogation scene between him and the detective was cool because he asks him if he has a log of everything. Will you show us? Oh. Yeah, no. I'm going to show you everything because that puts, you know, everybody in jeopardy. Maybe some Avengers did some things they weren't supposed to. That just That's a whole thing that I'm not even going to do. But I thought it was cool that they go through all these different events that happened in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Operation Galactic Storm. They even put Onslaught in there. Kang, Ultron like six times. Yeah, I, I actually like the Ultron parts the most, just how often. It's like Ultron, Ultron again. <laughs> yeah, Ultron again. That's when Vision decides, the detective catches them, not in a lie, he catches them just in like a misspeak. He says, well, where was your son? Because your son had an altercation with this boy. Mm-hmm. Where was he? And he says, my son was at home with me. And he's like, well... What about the rest of your family? Where's the rest of your family? Yeah. And then he's like, oh. You didn't say us. And then he decides to lie. The rest of my whole, because he now realizes that he didn't even think about it. The rest of my family was there. And so now the vision is locked into this lie. He doesn't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes home. And it's, it's this scene was weird to me because he comes home. The table's broken. And she's like, I don't know how to fix that. He's, uh, <laughs> he's like, all right, we'll figure it out tomorrow. And then she's just like glitched out completely. Yeah, just sitting in a room alone. I don't know how to fix, fix, fix. And then I guess it's talking about like everything. Oh, this is, so that was issue five. That was issue five. This is issue six. To me, the dialogue in issue six, the narration was super distracting because it was talking about P versus MP the entire time. And it's explaining what P versus MP, the mathematical calculation mm-hmm. is yes. throughout most of the panel and so like i'm trying to read that but then i'm also trying to read like the dialogue about the neighbor coming back over and looking for his dog which was sad yeah and i was just like this this doesn't even really matter like it's explaining the conflict and it's explaining sort of like the background story and what's happening with vision 
But then the dog stumbles on the dog for a small dog. The dog did some crazy digging. <laughs> yeah, he was looking for that de- that dead body, man. That was the smallest dog in the world. And he dug up a dead body, <laughs> like a full down to the waist body. Right. And, well, and that brings it up. Like, why didn't she bury him lower? <laughs> yeah, she has super strength and like super speed. She could. <laughs> That's a super shallow grave, man. <laughs> yeah. Like if it rained a lot. Yeah. His body would pop up out of that. The smell alone. <laughs> For sure. Then he bites Grim Reaper's gauntlet and gets freaking fried. Yeah. I felt bad for him, man. It was sad. I thought it was hilarious. This next scene, Vision is at the table. They're just sitting there. They don't eat. So they're just sitting there having like a typical family meal, quote unquote, without the meal. And so he starts telling this story about, it's like this very calculated Thanos thing where he's like, Tony, Iron Man asserted the Thanos resemblance to a scroll might be due to Pym's fifth law of some weird space, (laughs) you know, theory and you're it doesn't he's not saying it like a joke but then he hears a noise and he's like did you hear something outside i'll go check it out i will return shortly i promise the joke the punchline to the joke is coming and it's just like that wasn't a joke like a robot joke to me it's just that was really funny goes outside sees grim reaper dead body toasted dog <laughs> toasted and then so the next morning george comes over which is the next door neighbor the guy that didn't want to do anything with didn't want anything to do with the robots he comes over um looking for the dog virginia invites him in to their destroyed house <laughs> and they show that vase again the water vase yeah they also show viv sad that's fucking sad they show the big hole in the backyard and they say, what are you guys building? The pool? And they're like, yeah, we're building the pool. Yeah, we're, pool. Fucking, we're robots. Yeah, <laughs> we it's a pool, a, yes. We need a pool. There, was there some sort of semblance between like him picking up the Captain America lighter and giving it to her? Like, what? I don't understand. I keep talking about so- vibranium, but that's about it. I feel like it's only, I don't know. And in this panel, I don't know if you're on the same page as me. He picks up this lighter before she gives him the cookie tray. He picks up the lighter and he's like, hey, this is on the floor. And she's like, oh, yeah, Captain America gave it to me. It still works. And they're like, oh, they don't make things like that. Like They, they don't make things like they used to. But in the panel, <laughs> Vin is doing like the Tin Man yeah. from Oil Wizard of Oz. He's like, <laughs> you've never seen that in any other panel, in any other issue. I don't understand. Now he needs oil? Uh, yeah, I was curious about that, too. And I think that's more later just to like... I think it's to give them something to remember him by. That's weird. I think it's only like later they see the oil can. And it's like, well, Vin Vin used that last. Like he he used that, you know. But other than that, I don't I don't know what the symbolism might be. And then the next page is a beautiful full page shot of Vision and his you know regular man clothes, but with blood splattered on his face. Beautiful page. Mm. This, to me, it took a turn to where, like, I cannot, I don't think this is real anymore. Well, it definitely, so Vision seems to be one that's very absent. And, like, he's just Vision being Vision. Yeah. It wasn't until this point it was, like, he is now a accessory to this crime. Now he has to fix it, quote, unquote. Or right. keep and everybody only, together. Only way a computer could. And so now he's just com- not unhinged because it's calculated. He even says, like, 
I wish she would have told me because now if I come clean, they're shutting us all down. Right. They just are. So I don't understand why he's making a cutting the dog's head out. Yeah, cutting the poor dog. Cutting the dog's brain. Yeah. I don't understand why that's calculated. But like him being there now, he's like, okay, well, I know I was an absent father, absent husband. I was obsessed with work, but now I'm here and we're going to figure it out. Yeah, I made this zombie dog for you. I don't understand why the dog was important. <laughs> like it's like they needed something to take care of or something. I don't know. I guess the, In the same way, like the we were saying earlier, like, you know, the wife is just sitting at home with nothing to do and the kids don't really have anything going on. So Yeah, I think it was just a show like people don't understand that we are alive. Right. Like, yeah, you know, they say that Ultron created me, but they just think we're machines. They don't know. They don't understand the way that like only we understand. Now, I guess they were just kind of showing that they took the dog. Like that's how they did it. <laughs> took the brain. <laughs> yeah. We're live people and we're, we're caring. So I'm going to cut this dog's brain out. And then so he rolls up at the house. He's just like, and there, and the narration is still explaining P versus MP, mm-hmm. which is good. It shows. And then this is where it comes together where it shows like, this is P in the equation of this is MP. You know, the family comes together with the dog. I guess the dog is something to bring the family together. Yeah. And the wife and husband decide, like, we everything's out on the table. Now it's us against everyone else, pretty much. Right. But then you lean into the conversation. P versus MP wasn't really explained by the narrator. It's Agatha talking to the Avengers about how Vision is going to destroy everything. Kill them, kill their families, kill them all, and he has to be stopped. Yeah, is that Agatha's ghost? Probably, man. Like, is she actually dead? I don't know. I don't know. Scarlet Witch is a messed up character, man. <laughs> and she's there. And then they have all the Avengers. That's a good roster of Avengers, too. Yeah. Crazy crazy overpowered. And that's how it ends. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, that is how it ends. Yeah, it's super weird. That's how it, volume one ends that Which way. Which I kind of like. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I liked it. It obviously made you want to read volume two. Right. Well, and it also, like, it could be a standalone book. Yeah. Like, you already see that everything is kind of shaking loose. And the way this is, again, like you said, it could be a standalone book. It doesn't have to be connected to the main continuity. But what is more interesting is that it is. Yeah. And like our, our buddy, Dr. George, uh, yeah. friend of the podcast, he read it. And he said he he was it was so weird and kind of jarring to like a normal superhero kind of reader that he had to know what was going on. You know, you had to figure it out. He had to finish the story. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, and it was similar. I was I was the same way. I was yeah. like, I got to know. I liked it. It was depressing. Yeah. Super depressing. Very. For, for me, I'm going to go pros. My pros and cons. It's something that I don't think we do enough. We just go straight into the art pros is that i feel like it was the scene setting and it was brilliant Mm -hmm. i feel like the the best part of it was the scene setting whether it goes from why they were there the guy exploiting her high school all the parts although they were synthetics or robots or whatever you want to call them it's you still felt their family drama yeah they're grounded in a way like even though they are these really strange you know they're yeah. they, they're uh, like you said like synthoids they are these normal normal quote unquote people yeah the robotic conversation between husband and wife still translated 
to like an estranged marriage. The high school, you know, just typical 16-year-old high school feelings translated the same way. So the scene setting was amazing. The story was dark. Mm-hmm. It was complex. And it, it made you think a lot. Right, yes. Uh, the art was, we'll talk about the art in a second. I just thought it would, you know, it was, I just thought it was good. I thought the story was good. Tom King has been known to kind of like overdo it on trying to to tell like a complex story. And I feel like this one is right on the edge Yeah. of trying to do too much. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. But since we have been reading nothing but superhero books, this has been a good, good read. For I'll be honest. As I was reading it, um, <laughs> I was like, I, is this too smart for me? Like, am I too dumb to understand what they're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Same. Especially in the last issue with, with the P versus MP or whatever calculation. I was just like, all right, well, I'm not going to read the narration because. Yeah, it was. Whew, yeah. It's over my head. I just feel like this story was a very moody take on life in general. Uh, love. You know, kind of like love between marriage, love in a high school sense, mm-hmm. the American dream, kind of like, you know, suburbia, but with superheroes. To me, that that was a big thing. It's like it almost and it, it, it's against the times anachronistic, like their their lifestyle and the way he dresses and things like that seems very 60s. And even the art style kind of reflects that. Yeah. So maybe his imagery was like, this is what the American dream is mm-hmm. back when the, you know, when the American dream was advertised as what he's trying to make. Right. what do you think about the art? Let's talk about art for a second. I loved it. Um, like we, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I, I have nothing but good things to say. I almost have no complaints about this book other than just feeling a little like ignorant <laughs> to what they were talking about. Yeah. I love the art style, you know, I feel like a lot of comics get caught up in this like traditional comic art, you know, very crosshatched, a lot of inking. The shadowing in this one, it was something that you, I feel like I don't see a lot in comics. Yeah. The, the watercolor base of it, Mm -hmm. which it seems like a watercolor, whether it's digital watercolor or whatever. Yeah. Did a lot for kind of the haunting imagery. Like when you see Grim Reaper, when the dog like digs him up, like mm-hmm. yeah, that is a dead motherfucker. And uh, yeah, it, I, I can't say enough good things about the art. I really enjoyed it. I really love the coloring, which I'm, I'm first, first page in, I was like, you know, the art isn't doing it for me. I was just like, it's not, it's not, it's too, it, to me, the first page, I was like, this is too basic for me. Mm. Taking me out. But as I got into it, just it all blended. It all blended well. Yeah. It, the story and the tone, and the the like you said, the colors, which we talk about all the time, how colors can make or break a story. Right. The colors boosted the 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 story, the tone of the story to me. Hashtag boosted. Yeah. I re- I ended up really really liking it. Yeah. Negative. I would say the only negatives that I really have is it felt a little complex. And and just in my in my current state of mind, it was hard to read because I was already kind of like, yeah, not in a great place, not in a great mood, I guess you'd say yeah. not really in a bad place. I'm just not in a great mood. And reading it was just like fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah, it was like it, was. It, it turned this hero of, and it kind of sets it up like, oh, you know, he's Ultron's creation and he went against Ultron, but nobody seems to trust him. Uh-huh. And then he just like falls into place. 
Yeah. Like he is okay, they shouldn't trust him because he's doing he does weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's willing to cut the head off of a dog and steal its brain to make a robot dog. So yeah, I mean, I, I overall I enjoyed it. I can't say enough good things about it, but it was very it's strong. It's strange. Strange. Um, it's very strange. <laughs> Negatives for me. I feel like we're smart people. I would say that in the, in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of times in this, it was just, it, I, want, I don't want to say the word wordy. The narration, it made more sense as it went on. But at the beginning, I was just like, man, this is, it's wordy. As far as like the narration, it was like very heavy. Like it, you, it had a tone the more you went on. But like at the beginning, I was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to get into this. Yeah. And that's how it was for me. And like you said, I think it has more to do with the jargon they use. Like, yeah, obviously they're having a normal marriage argument about you, the proper you, use of a word. You could feel it, but like reading it is, di- you know, it's different. Like trying to process what they're actually saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I understand that they're in an argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to take me a second to understand what the hell they're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you definitely, and see, you were saying that you weren't in the best mood reading this, like, before reading this, just in general. Mm-hmm. I was in a good mood, and even then, afterwards, I was just like, <laughs> it's heavy, man. And it's not like, it's it's complex, not deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, super deep, but it was deep, very complex. Yeah. I enjoyed it, though. And this is me. I'm, just, I'm trying to be better about saying negative things. Because I feel like in the past I've been all positive or Spider-Man life story, all negative. Right, right. It is hard to kind of switch into the other. So I'm trying to have positives and negatives. I would say that I don't really have, I, I would recommend this book to a lot of people. But in the sense, like you got to get in the mood to read this. Yeah. And I really, I enjoyed the lack of superhero parts and even like, uh, like fights. So even when you yeah. get this splash page you know of what is it giganto yeah when he's fighting giganto that's cool and you see some uh in the second volume when he's fighting some other people and then like you know all those are really cool but this isn't about that like it almost mm-hmm. takes a back seat i like i like that it's in it though yeah and those and then those very because he is an avenger. He that is his job. And so I, I like that it takes a backseat. And it does a very good job at taking a backseat because it's only one or two pages. Right. Right. And when he's in those pages, he's talking to his wife. He's not interacting with his team. He's not interacting with the villains. There's not any bam, wham, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's blow. All, it's all it's all conversation with his family. And to me, it 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 was great to actually show it like, yeah, at the same time, he's still vision, the vision that, you know, he is still that person right. and juggling all these things. To me, that, that was amazing. Yeah. It is interesting. It was like, he was two separate people. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I say the, the back in the day, the sixties husband that just came home and ate dinner, reading the newspaper, didn't really interact with his family. Right. You know, that workaholic husband. And that's what it is. Like the family doesn't know what he does at work. He's at he's at work, you know, telling jokes and being the life of the office. But he comes home and he doesn't say anything to anybody. So it's like the same thing. Like he's at work, he's the superhero saving the world, and then he comes home and he's just like, does not compute one one zero 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 one one. Yeah, I don't care. How's your day? Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. Were you normal? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Good night. <laughs> so 
thought it was good. That's what I got. I think we did a relative review, relatively good review. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everyone should go out and read it. It's an interesting take on the character. You know, even for my lack of knowledge, it's an interesting, like imagining the rest of this, um, uh, the continuity right now so if you're reading the comic books like you're reading all this stuff and maybe vision appears and this is like adding that extra layer of like where's he where he goes when he's done doing yeah. whatever he's doing which is something you don't see too often yeah in comic books you don't know what they do after they punch the bad guys yeah so i i think i think y'all should go check it out maybe i'll read two and then on random day simon and i will talk and we'll throw part two on patreon or part something. Two, number two We'll throw the deuce. We'll drop, we'll drop the. We'll call that the deuce. We'll drop the deuce. Yeah, that'll be our. That'll be our Patreon show. The deuce. The deuce. We'll read volume two of books. <laughs> but yeah, go go read it and uh, you know well, let us know what you think. Yeah, I would like to hear other people's opinions about this book. Yeah, me too. A lot of people, and so we get caught up in these situations. I don't want to rant too much before we give our grades. We get caught up in these situations where people are staunch fans of things like Life Story. Everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love so I didn't tell you. I, I didn't tell you about that, but like I went out with Dr. George. So we recorded and I went out with Dr. George on Wednesday to go comic uh-huh. shopping. And we were at this comic shop and we were kind of talking. <laughs> Dr. George mentions, he's like, Do you have this cover from it? You know, the 80s cover from. Uh-huh. And he was like, The story's not great, but I like the covers. And, and the comic owner is like, What? I fucking love the story. It was so good because you get to see the the, and I'm like, when's the last time you read it? You yeah. know, like, and then, well, this is what I've been telling people. So the people say I love it, and I don't. Again, I don't want to get too deep into it right now, but yeah. people say I love it because you get to see Peter Parker age, and I say yes, the concept is great. Yeah, the concept is cool. The story is bad. <laughs> And then, and then when I tell it to people, they say, "Oh, I can overlook that because it's a you know it's a love letter." I'm just like, that that doesn't make it a good story. The story is bad. Yeah, that yeah, that's I can appreciate. Me. I can appreciate the concept and that it's a love letter, but love letters can be bad. Yeah, dear darling, <laughs> roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> Let me screw you. Yeah, exactly. Bad love letter. All right, so before we before we get too off topic, as we usually do, <laughs> handy dandy. I'm actually finally sending this. I think I no, I have more than one copy. I'm sending this to Patreon subscriber this week. One of my copies. We'll have to get more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll make better copies. We can resend to to those people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sending this one off tomorrow. I think. Okay. You want me to go first? You want to go first? Always. You always have to go first. <laughs> it's because you're going to change your rating based on what I said. <laughs> yeah, because we because if we win at the same time, it'd be the same thing. I'm honestly, I'm going to give this, it's arbitrary anyway, but I'm going to give this a, um, I think an E6. Um, yeah, I, it, to me, it was good. It's a good, good toast. Um, the story was a little, not overdone, but a little complicated. Uh-huh. So it's a little more than what I like, but it's still good. Our reasoning is the exact same. Our number is different. Our rating is different. I'm going H2. Mm. No, it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's not the same. <laughs> it's, it's the like, same piece of toast. It is toast. <laughs> 100%. If someone gave this to me, I'd be like, this is the perfect toast. Would I toast it like that? Probably not. It's a little bit more than I would do. Yeah, thank you, IHOP. Can I, do you have uh, jelly? Do you have jelly? It's perfectly toasted. The story is perfectly there. The concept is great. 
I love that it's a superhero book that's not like super, you know, Adam West punching bad guys in the head. Right. Yeah, it's I don't really have complaints about the story. I don't besides it being complex, which that can't be a complaint because then it's just like them words were too big. That's too much. <laughs> I don't understand what y'all are saying. Yeah. Where are all the damn pictures? <laughs> yeah, I thought that as I was reading it. I was like, I don't have a lot of complaints, but I really wish I understood what was going on right now. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I, I know that the continuity, the other stories don't play a big part in it or any at all. Mm, okay. So I would say, you know, w- without knowing it, I would say maybe you have to read more. But in this situation, you don't. This is legitimately like a separate book, even though it's like, like you said, it's like what Vision deals with when he's not with the Avengers. They're not always together, you know. Because like Captain America at the time with Sam Wilson, he had his own adventures. He was doing like Captain America stuff. But Vision, it's like not necessarily fighting Hydra all the time. He's not necessarily, he's like struggling with wanting to be human. And this story does a really good job at, at telling that. Yeah. And, and and what he'll do to be human, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. like Or it's how, seemingly how much, appears. Yeah, how much it means to him to be normal. Right. And so, yeah, that's it. I think we reviewed it. Reviewed. Closing remarks. All I can say is that we currently have a giveaway going on right now, and it's only going to last until the end of this month. So if you listen to this a few months from now, you missed out, sucker. Yeah, we, by that point, we'll have a different one, but this one's good. Yeah, Simon found a beautiful, I know this hardcover, it's a beautiful hardcover, a great Spider-Man story, and it's a story that we both like. And so since we didn't like Life Story, we want to give somebody a book that we like and it's it's a hardcover it's not like a trade paperback so it's gonna look good on the shelf and yeah all you have to do to enter is go to our instagram and see the giveaway post and follow the instructions yeah so do that that's all i got man that's it for me homie we will see you guys next time